You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas, where we wanted to dive into a very interesting topic today. There was an article written. Um, about this woman that had dated a celebrity. And she kind of went into the pros and cons, the pluses and minuses about dating this celebrity. And also coming off the Jonah Hill story, where his ex kind of came out on Instagram and really went after Jonah Hill. Lauren and I just started talking about what's it like dating a celebrity? Could we chase anybody down who's dated a celebrity? So we have a couple guests coming up we're going to talk to about this subject, but it's also something that, well, LZ and I know a little something about. Well, I was going to, that's what's so funny, baby. You're like, we had to chase the people down. I'm like, I'm right in front of you, man. <laughs> when I dated you, you were maybe a little famous, you know, it might still be. Um, so yeah, I, I went through that myself, but who did you chase down to book for today? Uh, coming up, uh, our good friend, Ivana Firestone, who obviously fell in love with, dated, then married. And had children with Andrew Firestone. Um, one of the best bachelors ever. One of the best bachelors ever. Great man. Obviously comes from a very famous family and was a popular figure when they... But the thing about Ivana, it's not just about Andrew. There are other famous people oh, she in has her dated, life. Because cool, she was a model and an actress herself. Exactly. So okay. there, there was a life before Andrew. So I, she is going to give a great perspective. And then someone that I just want to embarrass and really out on this program is Ben Higgins. So his wife, Jessica <laughs> Clark, is coming on. So what was the story of the article? Does she reveal who the celebrity was? First of all, no. And uh, that, that was part of reading the article was like, okay, who is this? Who is this? So she never reveals who the celebrity is. Seems like a very big celebrity. But she he happened to be in her town working. She slid into the DMs. He reached back out quickly. She was very proactive about trying to move it out of DMs and meet for coffee. The coffee led to a date. They 
spent an amazing evening together. It sounds like it didn't get very romantic or sexual, if you're wondering. If it did, she didn't divulge that fact. But she had this amazing connection and this chemistry. But what was interesting about the takeaway was she knew that was probably it and that's what was best. They didn't pursue a relationship. She knew there would Hmm. probably be nothing beyond that. And there's that old thing about never meet your heroes, never, I guess, date your heroes in this perspective. But interesting how she thought, this is as good as it's going to get. I'm going to move on. Well, okay. I'm going to come in with a little bit of skepticism. I think it's pretty easy to have a good first date. Here's why. I I think if you're a person who can carry on a conversation, (laughs) a first date is just like, you know, it's... The best like an of interview, us. It's right? It's the best of us. Yeah, it's an interview for a job. You're putting your best foot forward. You're hopefully socializing. I mean, I know some pretty bad first dates can happen, but I think it's very possible to have a good first date. I would deal with sometimes when I was dating, the guy, like a guy would follow up with me and say, I had a great time. I'd like to take you out again. And then I'd have to say, look, I had a nice time, but I just don't feel it. And they're confused. And then you have to explain it. And the truth is, well, I'm able to carry on a conversation. We did carry on a conversation, but I actually don't think there's more here. So I kind of wonder, was the first date that amazing or was it just, you know, they had a good talk. Probably the celebrity is a charismatic person. Probably she feels like she knows this celebrity because she's a fan. And, but really there, there wasn't anything more there. You don't get his perspective, clearly. True. And what I find interesting is you're right. This guy is alone on the road. He's lonely, clearly. I think it seemed like he was a stand-up comedian because she went, I think, to his show. To his show, you're mm-hmm. right. And what I, you know, and of course she saw the adulation and she sat there on the front row of this performance and then they went out. So obviously a charismatic, funny comedian and spent time with him. Would there have been more? Would this person have wanted more? He was just on the road. He's moving to the Laugh Factory True. or the Chuckle He's Hut. He's really going to have to put in the effort. Uh, yeah. To stay in is touch he going to come back pursue. to Wisconsin or wherever you are to date again? Or we all just took it as this one great night. And is that really dating a celebrity? Well, there's another two things in my takeaway here. One, I like that she DM'd. And I do think if you're a celebrity, look, even if you might come across someone on Instagram who you're interested in, you can't be DMing everybody. You come across weird. You come across creepy. Right. Then people start telling that story. Oh, he DMs all these people or she does. So she reached out. I think that was a solid, safe thing to do. And then two, though, she did tell the story. Now, she didn't name who it was. Right. But gosh. It, but it, it wouldn't take a lot for a journalist to track this down probably knowing you could find out where she lives because this woman works in kind of an entertainment in a way she was a publicist yeah publicist so it wouldn't be hard to figure this out probably so this is a big risk for celebrities in the social media era i think about not too long ago a few months ago matthew perry somebody was messaging with him on the dating app raya which is supposed to be this elite dating app private for people the velvet rope is up And you're not supposed to do this. It's part of the rules of the app. But what real power does the app have to tell people not to? The woman like screenshotted and screen recorded a FaceTime session they had and posted it on the internet and said, oh, I had this really weird FaceTime date with Matthew Perry Chandler from Friends. And I felt so bad for him. And luckily, publicly, people in the comments said, this is not cool that you did this. I think she was trying to get clout, get famous from it. But that's the problem. You're living in an era where everybody can go post a quick TikTok telling the story about you. I felt the same thing after Jonah Hill. The guy just had a baby with somebody else and an ex-girlfriend then goes public with all his insecurities and and stuff from Instagram and his messages. No, like it's just, I, I hate that. So there's so many sides to get into on all of it, but let's, let's turn the tables on you. And because I'm in my head, I'm thinking about a lot from our relationship, actually. Um, like for example, I did DM you, Mm -hmm. like we had kind of had a flirty conversation, but I actually made sure to DM you because I thought, you know, I don't know if a, I'm a big open the door. And if somebody walks through, then that's great. And if not, just keep going down the hallway. You didn't do anything to hurt yourself. You're fine. It's not a real rejection. So I'm a big advocate of making a move, but also I do remember thinking, well, I don't know if he like, maybe it'll make him feel better if I reach out. Cause I don't know if he feels weird. Like, did you feel weird when you started dating of how am I going to pursue people? Will they tell stories about me? Did you feel that nervousness or vulnerability? For sure. Yeah. you uh, Insecurity. And especially, I think the added pressure of you're hosting the biggest dating show in the world. What was that added pressure? 
people would judge your dates? Yeah, just like, okay, this guy is now looking for love. The mm. jokes kind of write themselves. It's kind of like when I got divorced, the late night shows had you know, a heyday for a couple of days of the jokes of, oh, the guy who is all about love and creating love and finding love is divorced. So sucks at love. Yeah. There is this added pressure of when you go on a date and you have a little bit of fame and you have a little bit of money and you definitely are doing a show about love. There's that little added pressure. Did you ever have people sign NDAs? You never asked. No, me to. God, no. Some people no. do. I know some people do. And, and by I the way, them. I understand it. It's it sounds so weird. And if that stuff gets out, you're like, what a weirdo. But or people, I know other big celebrities. You know, I'm talking big celebrities on different levels that make sure everybody signs NDAs. They confiscate phones before you come into the room they're in, so you can just have you have to be present. And it doesn't mean you can't go tell the story at the bar later, but you're not going to have video and audio proof, right? And what by the co- way, an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. If anyone doesn't know, it means you'd sign it and you'd promise that you're not going to go tell stories about people and all that. And how unromantic to have to do that. And it sucks that people have to think like that, but I get it. I get how you have to think like that because you worry about stories, even on a, a much lesser scale, the story, you know, there's websites that are, well, who's, I, who's a good tipper? Who's not a good tipper right. at a restaurant? So people do love a good story. And I, well, okay, sorry, I'm going back to you dating now. So (laughs) you, you start dating. Did, how did you meet people in the beginning? And were you worried that people would obviously want to date you just because, just to have that story? I felt like I had to be very careful. And I'm also very, pretty conservative in my life. Like, obviously what I do is out loud and it's in front of millions of people publicly, but my private life, I really enjoyed like when I was married, nobody cares because it's not sexy at all when you're married and have kids. When you're single, people are going to take pictures, follow and all that stuff. So I all of a sudden was living this different life and I realized there there was a microscope on me. If I went to a certain place, someone was going to snap a photo. So I And I hated thinking like that, like who's staring at us, who's taking a picture. It, it was a little bit harder to relax. Did you go on any dates where someone obviously had just gone on the date with you because you were the host of The Bachelor? No, but I got, well, I don't, I don't know. Cause that's the other thing. The other thing is you don't know. I went on, you know, so how I ended up meeting people was through friends. Uh, and I was, I started being better about just getting out. Like I'll, I'll go on a trip with friends and I'm just going to go out and talk to people because the great thing about the show is it's that icebreaker. People will, it's a conversation starter. So you can at least get there. But then there's that line of, oh, they are just an Uber fan of the show. Don't take advantage of this. As opposed to, I just have a great connection with this person. What is the difference between you love the show and you actually may be interested in me? Mm. And so I was a little self-conscious of that. But I thought the flip side was weird is when clearly somebody probably knew what you did for a living, but they ignored it. I went on a date. I was set up on this blind date. We were in Hollywood, Brentwood, where we went to dinner. And we sat there at dinner and not once. First of all, she didn't ask me a question. That's a red flag. Oh, that's a red flag. Well, but okay, hold on. Let me ask you. That is my red flag always in any relationship, whether it's friendship, work, romantic. If somebody doesn't ask me one question back, I'm like, well, this isn't a two-way street. I'm exhausted. I'm drained, man. I I can't keep propping you up and you're not giving me anything in return. And it wasn't even the depth. But do you think that's them? Is there something where people don't ask you any questions back because they don't want you to, they're worried you're going to think, okay, listen, idiot, you don't know what I do for a living, but also do you want it to be normal and someone say, hey, so wh- what do you do? <laughs> Here's what I, so what this person did was they they took the tact of, I'm not going to ask any questions about what you do. And that's weird to me. If I'm on a date and I'm going to just sit, sit in the woman's side of the chair, aren't you interested in what this guy does? What do you do for a living? What do you do every day? What are your, whatever. Like she never asked one question about my life. So I thought, okay, that's odd. Wouldn't you want to know that on a date? Then after we ate, before dessert comes, I love dessert. The, the couple next to us that were sitting very close leaned over, said, hey, we didn't want to bother you while you're eating. We just want to say, we love all the shows you do. Big fans. Thanks for everything. And I said, oh man, appreciate it. I turned back to the woman I was on a date with. I said, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. She, and she goes, that's fine. And never mentioned or asked anything after that. 
So it was just, it, it was the elephant in the room. And I get that you didn't want to talk about it because, oh, you, you probably get asked about this all the time. What I appreciated was you don't have to ask about the show. Ask about what I do. Like, do you like what you do? Do you like hosting? What do you like about it? What is it about the travel or what, you know, there's ways to talk about it without being a quote unquote fan. Without it being, well, tell me, okay, so tell me the truth about last season and that kind of thing. Right, yeah. exactly. To get to know the person, which is what I would want to do on a date anyway. Do you remember much about the conversation on our first date? Did I ask? I don't even, I don't remember the stuff I asked you. Uh, you just hammered me. It was like a job <laughs> interview. You went, you went full Barbara Walters and we sat there at uh, the Soho house in Malibu and- I just answered questions for like an hour and a half. And then you had the gall to later say, you talk too much about yourself on <laughs> you that first date. Flag. You didn't ask me enough back about myself. No, but, but do you remember what I, what kind of stuff I asked you about? It was pretty basic because you and I, although you would talk to me, the funny thing about us or the interesting thing was we didn't talk much about the business because you and I had already Maybe our, that's the thing. Our maybe. professional relationship had covered business stuff. Yeah. You knew about The Bachelor and the people on it. So I knew you knew all that. So we could just talk about family, growing up, college, like that kind of stuff. So I, I think our our stuff got deeper quicker because we could negate that first step. Which probably speaks to what a private life you lived because I didn't feel like I, as much as I'd been interviewing you for three years, I didn't feel like I knew very much about your personal life. I was at careful all. about trying to control that. And yeah. even when you and I dated, we dated for six months before we went public because we knew that would be a thing. And again, that's just one little step and it's not a huge thing, but it's just one little thing that you and I wanted to think about before mm -hmm. we went public. Cause I knew it would affect you and your business. Well, it's interesting as much as we're saying somebody could photograph you or whatever. I was worried when we started dating, I didn't want, yeah, you're, I didn't want dating you to affect my career. And it was kind of this difficult thing of, I knew it would. And so I really knew that I, I wanted it to be serious before we became public with it. But I was always pretty on edge that someone would take a picture of us or something. And so it's just interesting because celebrities might say like, oh, you can't, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I think to a certain extent, it's kind of about where you are. Like you lived in sort of the suburbs in LA and I don't know, people just didn't, you kind of knew people locally. They were your friends. They weren't really in the business and you didn't really have tourists around. So people weren't really, we could go to dinner and yeah. no one was snapping a picture of us. Now it did get to the point. I started to get nervous. I think the turning point for me, and I don't think I've told this story before was we were in Cabo in Mexico and we were at kind of a quiet party with a lot of our friends who aren't in the business and all our friends knew we were dating, but we hadn't gone public yet. And then I looked up and coming in through the door were like three women from the most recent season of the bachelor. I don't, maybe I don't remember who it was, but I remember, I think Christina Shulman was she one was. of them. Yeah. I remember I, that, that's the only one I remember too. And they all obviously know me cause I'd been interviewing them and I know them. And I looked up and I saw her and so quickly my brain went, there's no way to explain why I'm here. And so I <laughs> ran out of the room into a closet and for the, for like the next hour of the party, I was in, the closet and our friend Alyssa brought me some snacks. She's like, what are you doing in here? But I didn't want, I wasn't ready. I wanted our relationship to come out on our terms. Yeah. And I just was like, I wouldn't know how to explain this. And this is how it would get out. And that was really funny. I don't think I've even ever told Christina Shulman that story. No. She's a sweet woman. And by the way, she didn't do anything. No. They just showed up at a party. We're, I but know. I remember, and I had to find you in the closet. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like we, this is still pretty early days. And I'm like, is she mad at me? What did I do? And uh, you're like, no, I, I just didn't want this to come out because obviously with that information just slipping out. Yeah, that's not how we wanted to be broadcasted to the world. So there are some interesting layers to this, and, and it's and it's kind of fascinating in this article that came out uh, from this woman who went on a date, and then the Jonah Hill disaster and and everything that has happened subsequently. I thought, what a great topic today, and I just happen to have two good friends who will be so good at leaning into this. So when we come back, I'm going to talk to Ivana Firestone and then Ben Higgins' wife, Jessica Clark on the other side.
It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Joining me now, my good friend, Ivana Firestone, wife to former bachelor, Andrew Firestone, three beautiful kids, 15 years, 18 with Andrew total. Uh, There should be some sort of award, Mother Teresa award for being with Andrew Firestone for 18 years. I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, full disclosure, uh, Lauren, uh, LZ and I are dear friends with the Firestones love you guys. And so I appreciate you doing this and it's kind of a weird topic, but I felt like if I'm going to talk about dating a celebrity and, and really have someone speak the truth, I need someone I know really well and and somebody who's, whose history I know a little bit too. And so that's why I came to you. The reason I wanted to talk to you was, A, obviously there's the Andrew Firestone of it all and entering into not only just the Bachelor world, Firestone world and all that, but you, and hopefully I'm not talking out of school, you have dated other celebrities. You were a model and actress in your own right, very successful before Andrew. And so you had a dating life before Andrew. As much as he would like to forget about that, you did. Um, and And you dated a few celebrities, one of them, one of the biggest celebrities in the world. Uh, we won't out anybody, but you have very specific knowledge of this topic we're talking about today. I, I in fact, do. Um, but that being said, it was an industry that I was in. It wasn't something that I was seeking out, you know, to date. It, it just so happened, you know, you're kind of dating people that are in your industry or around. So it wasn't, um, you know, that big of a deal back in the day. And um, a couple of these people, they weren't such a big deal back then. Right Now, 
is a different story. Oh, good point. I guess I didn't think about that. I guess really neither one of them was a huge deal. They both wanted to be, but they weren't. Y'all were all kind of aspiring at the same time. Exactly. That's a good point and probably an important thing of when you come up together and you are on evil, equal footing, it probably makes it a little easier. Absolutely. And I, I wouldn't say that it was equal footing back in that day. Um, I was definitely trying and, you know, working and trying my hardest to succeed. What were the pitfalls that you ran into in dating celebrities and, and not, not even getting into the Andrew of it all yet, but just what were some of the things you, you thought, oh, this is kind of a pain in the butt. Well, I think that if you're dating someone that is so driven, and um, I put you in this category, I mean, you've worked hard your entire career. If somebody is that driven, they're only going to have a certain amount of time to dedicate to you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like you or you're not you know, good enough or whatever. Their number one is their career. Interesting. That's very, yeah. And that, and that goes for not just celebrities, like literally just everybody in general. If you were dating a very high-functioning individual, man or woman, you're not always going to be top of the list. No, absolutely not. And I, if you can understand that, it's not you. Because I know, I know for a fact, like I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Um, but this person is crazy driven. So you just have to realize what you want out of a relationship. The time spent together was so crazy fun. Yeah. Um, but then gone, you know? Well, and I guess it's interesting too, especially when you're at that level, when you're in the grind mode. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. if you got them to that A-list level and you were dating them then, it may have been, there may have been other pitfalls, but at least you have control of your schedule and your calendar. When you are in that grind mode and you are trying to really make that next big step to that elite level, yeah, there is no, there is no room. And when people call, you go. And if there's an opportunity, you go. And it doesn't mean I don't love you or don't care about you. But I mean, LZ and I ran into that same thing. And when we started dating, I forced a situation for us to kind of go on a trip together because I told her I'm, I'm about to leave for the next eight to 10 weeks we're not going to be together when we get back. You're going to go off and date 20 other people. And I know you're a very sought after woman. So I had to force a situation a little earlier than I normally would. Exactly. Yeah. What were the, what were the, the good parts of it? So, I mean, you get to go to cool events. Dates are very, very curated. You know, they'll, um, they have someone that can plan that for you, right? Like, you know, it, it's fun and exciting and you're always in the fun part that, you know, whatever's happening, you're right. invited to type of thing. The velvet rope is always coming down. You always get the parking spot. You always get right. in the club. You always get the table service. You get in the good restaurant. You get the reservation. You get the show tickets. Yeah. A lot of those uh, hurdles come down quickly and that's a nice, that's a nice ride. And it makes that person... Well, I'll ask you, does it make the person you're dating a little bit more attractive? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I, that's interesting. Like I want to be with someone that is desired, you know, that's just what it is, right? Like that's exciting. Yeah. So of course, but then you have the other stuff and you just need to see what works for you. When you and Andrew came to be, and it was after he did The Bachelor, did you know anything about him? Did you know he was former bachelor and, and all that? Um, quite honestly, no. I did know his face. Um, I think I'd seen him on like a tabloid magazine or something like that in the grocery store. I hadn't invested much time in knowing who he was exactly. Um, at that time, I was doing a series um, and I was gone while his show was airing. I was gone. So, um, but I did recognize his face because I follow pop culture and stuff like that. I remember seeing him at a party once, but never talking to him. Oh, before. Oh yeah. Cause uh, he, he told me the story and I'm not talking out of school, uh, that Andrew chased you and became absolutely obsessed with you. The night we shot the, it was either the tell all. Yeah, it was the tell all. 
for Jen Chef's season, he had a, a couple hours to kill before he went to the airport, went to a bar or a party or something and met you, fell head over heels in love with you that moment as Andrew tends to do. And then annoyingly, this is back in the day when you had to use probably numbers to text people, texted you 5,000 times in his plane ride from LA to New York. And so he very much pursued you. When you started dating him and you realize everybody's coming up to him saying, Hey, you're the bachelor, you're the bachelor. I feel like I know you. What was that like for you? So it wasn't that out of the ordinary, right? Just being in LA and doing all that. What Andrew did well was always make me feel, no matter what, that I was important and all those things that need to happen to make a person feel secure, right? So it doesn't matter who's coming up and the attention that he's giving back because he's a good person and all those things. But once you know that this person's got you, you're fine. Yeah. And in that way, it's kind of attractive too, right? Like, you know, other girls think he's cute. Oh, great. But I'm the one, right? I know I'm going home with him. Yeah. That That is a huge, you just said something so well there that is important in every relationship. And guys, I can't tell you this enough and ladies as well, but prioritize your person, make them feel special in every instance, whether you're at a party, whether you are walking into a movie, whatever, when you're in that crowd of people for that person to know just that reassuring hand on the show, whatever it is, uh, that is a huge thing. It really is. And it's something I will be honest. I was terrible at in my first marriage. I was not good at that when I was coming up and grinding and I didn't do a very good job of that. And I am so much better about it now. It's such an important thing in a relationship. Yeah. And I think when it's right, it's right. And when you want to give someone that sort of attention, you know, just to make, and he could talk to anyone in the room. I don't care. Right. But as long as I know we're have yeah. fun. LZ and I have this great thing where I always say, I can just look at her across a room and you just, you give them that look and she'll give you that smile and you just know, and that's just, that's all you need. That's all exactly. you need to have that connection. Um, with Andrew, you know, he had this, uh, thing about him. He was the first bachelor that paid for his own ring. He paid, he didn't take any money, probably dumb of him to do that. If he go back, I would have told him to at least take some money. But, uh, is he, was he that guy when you were dating? Absolutely. The other, it was like a week ago and I was in Santa Barbara with you guys and we were at this place and, and Andrew sent your kids to go get me a hat from this place we were at. Um, and he just, Cause he's that kind of guy. He's like, Oh, we had a good day today. Hey, go get Mr. Harrison a hat. And your kids sprinted off and like got me a hat. And I'm like, it's such an Andrew thing to do, but he is the consummate gentleman. He, he absolutely is. But yeah, he, you know, hard work. He wants to earn things and um, yeah, he won't take a freebie. One of the things I think is always important about bachelor couples. And I know you guys weren't a bachelor couple, but I think this goes for every couple. Once you realize you're established, you're dating, you're married kids, getting away and living your life. You guys moved off to Santa Barbara. You have a very quiet, pretty private life. I know, you know, Andrew's hosting events. You are chairing events. So you y'all are unbelievably active in the community. You are very face forward, but I would argue your private life is unbelievably private and you guys protect that. And I think that's huge. Absolutely. Um, but I think with the whole Firestone name, people have ideas of what our life might be. And I mean, you know, it's Instagram life versus reality, right? Always. Yeah. And how you pitch things. And we're just not those people. Um, my husband's a very hardworking man that's going to go, you know, earn his keep and that whole thing. So it, it's funny. Yes, we are private, but we're not at all what people think we are flashy or, you know, you bring up an interesting question and something I've actually never really talked to you guys about. What would you say carries more weight? And when I say weight, I mean something you probably feel like you have to live up to or deal with more. Is it bachelor nation world or having the firestone name? Hands down the firestone name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that is, um, a hard thing to live up to 
Absolutely. I mean, it's something we definitely leaned into on the show. I mean, his his family goes back to American royalty and Harvey Firestone. And so it's it's something that I know he's dealt with his whole life. And then when you come in, you have to be a part. It's you know, a little bit like marrying into the royal family. A a royal name here in America was something that now you have to carry on. There's a lot of pressure on all those kids to be successful, to be good humans, all all the things. But you're right. His dad, Brooks uh, Firestone, set that standard, that entrepreneurial spirit of you will go out and grind. You will find your way. And like his brother with the brewery and, and Andrew has done amazingly well with his business and real estate. And so I, I am so proud to see those guys and they could have easily rested on their laurels. None of them did. Nope. You know how somehow his mom and dad were able to put that fire in his belly. And with all the kids, that's that is a huge attribute. I'm sure a turn on for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I fell in love with, right? Um, it's what we all fell in love with. And it's why we fell in love with you. Um, oh. Ivana, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. When I thought about doing this show, this episode on this topic, dating celebrities, there was one person I had to reach out to, and that is Jess Clark. That is Ben Higgins' wife, and everybody knows I'm good friends with Ben. Everybody knows I love and adore him. Um, but he's also a mess. And so anytime I get a chance to also take shots at Ben, I'm all in. And so I brought in my secret weapon, Jessica Clark, uh, to talk about this. But I also honestly, first of all, thank you for being here, Jessica. I appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Like I said, anything for you. But I really wanted to talk to you because I, we have been in public together as a group and 
there are two people, two bachelors. And, and so I had Ivana Firestone on right before you. And Andrew is like, is this type of person and Ben so much so that I actually wanted to introduce Ben and Andrew together. And we did, we got together and played golf. They are very similar people. They're very similar bachelors in that mm -hmm. they are ridiculously beloved. Mm, and that's yeah. a wonderful thing. But as this person's wife, I, I could see how that could be problematic at times. I, you know, I think the only problem I've ever found with it is when we first started dating because I was so unfamiliar with Bachelor Nation that I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. <laughs> because he slid into your DMs. He did. He yes. probably saw some hot track picture. Uh, Jess, by the way, <laughs> an insane athlete, ran track in college. He slid into your DMs. What were your thoughts when you we you got this guy with a blue check mark just slid into my DMs? Yeah. Well, first I have to say he slid into my DMs after seeing a photo of me and my dad. So my biggest joke is, did he want to marry me or did he want my dad as a father-in-law? That's so been here. still out because they love each other. Um, but when he slid in, I saw the blue chick check mark and obviously he has like a million plus followers. And I was like, what in the world? Who is this person? Because um, a little background on me. I was selling light fixtures to new construction in Nashville. So was far from this world. And my mom was familiar with who Ben was. So I kind of took polls from my family to see if anyone knew this person. And it was like, well, the only solution is to figure out how he found you because we have no idea. So that was where it all started. So he stumbled across the, this picture. He DMs yes. you. And yes. where does it go from there and how quickly? So we DM back and forth and there's this immediate connection, which I can't really explain because it's over kind of text message. And it's like, how can you connect with someone? But it was just right. easy banter. Then he pulled the old, like, never check my DMs. Give me your number. So I did. Um, Smart boy. I actually, like that. Get it off DMs as fast as you can. Exactly. Exactly. So we're texting back and forth and this is the most been thing ever, but he had listened to a talk on generosity and he wants to know my thoughts on if it was more generous to give with time or money. And at that point, I was making less than minimum wage and I was completely broke and I didn't want to come off as selfish. So I sent him a voice memo and kind of explained myself of why it was really hard for me to give with money at the time. And he immediately called me. Um, we talked for like 30 minutes. And then when he hung up, he was like, well, if anything, I got a great friend out of this. And I was like, well, I'm never hearing from this guy again. Like I blew it. Yeah. Um, but then we FaceTimed that night and three weeks later I flew out to Denver. That's amazing. And the rest is yeah. now history as y'all were married and living this wonderful life together. So yes. one of the things, as I said about Andrew Firestone and Ben Higgins, I had a woman the other day come up to me and she stops me. We're at the gym. She's like, oh my God, Chris, I have to tell you. And first of all, I don't know this woman either, but she, all of a sudden she just acted like we knew each other. I have to tell you how embarrassing this was. I ran into Ben and Jess at some coffee shop or something like that. And I was with my husband and I, I just went up and started talking to Ben and we talked for like 20 minutes because I mean, mm -hmm. it's Ben. And cause so people feel like they know him, people adore him. And it's, it's obviously what you see is what you get. I will admit he's a wonderful man, but at the same time, you have to share that part. And so when you entered into what you now know as bachelor nation and you have this beloved figure, how did you navigate those waters? And was it difficult? I think the strangers or the, you know, the people that watch the show and come up and talk to Ben, that's never bothered me as much as, um, when I've seen scenes of the show, that bothers me more. Oh, interesting. Um, just because like, you know that the people you've dated in the past have exes and stuff like that, they can tell you all about it, yeah. but you don't have to see the way that they've looked at them because like the way that they've looked at them is the way they look at you. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the scenes of the show have bothered me more than people coming up and thinking they know Ben, because like you said, with Ben, it's what you see is what you get. And so it's more like, almost a reassurance that I'm just dating the most pure and kind and just true person. Um, or I'm married to him now, but <laughs> yeah, it's, I think, um, it's more of like that, that's such a respect thing for him. And it means so much to him because he was the bachelor so long ago. Right. Um, so that's never really been an issue. 
And I think um, it also was like, he really eased me into that as we were dating. We went seven months without a photo of us or really any kind of public appearance outside of like our little homes. So it's slow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really eased into that, but no, it's, it's more the scenes from the show. Than did you watch, the- like, did you go back and watch the season and you know, he did bachelor, he was on uh bachelor winter games. And mm-hmm. uh, so did you go back and watch these? And, and if so, like, did you stop? I've, I've never intentionally watched it. It's more been like, if we've been watching the show and there's been a preview or a flashback, or um, one time we were doing a podcast together and we were watching like a, an upcoming bachelor thing. And there was a flashback of him and like his finale yeah. and it was him and his final two. And that like crushed me. Wow. Um, yeah. That, and that was early on in dating too, but so I've tried to stay away from any yeah, of that. Well, so especially early on, there's more insecurities. You still wonder things and totally. until you really know the person, I can imagine that would be difficult. Uh, that is very interesting, especially his season was so big and mm-hmm. it still gets, you know, even though it was a long time ago, you still see those, I guess you'd call them highlights, but you're right. I, <laughs> I would not want to go back and watch LZ on a date and saying, I love you or whatever, kissing someone else. That would be uh, a little bit awkward to say the least. Yeah, it's it is really disconcerting because you don't think about it till you're in the situation. But I mean, I've dated other people, too, and I can tell Ben all about it, but he's never seen me interact with them or kiss them or look at them deeply in the eyes. We can make of that what we want in our own minds. Exactly. (laughs) And that was Jessica didn't enjoy it. She wasn't into it. You know, no, (laughs) no eye contact. She hated it. (laughs) She was always pining after me. And always mm-hmm. thinking about that. Um, that's funny. As as you move on with your life and you guys got married, and I said this to Ivana, and it's one consistent thing that I've seen with most successful couples from the show, and that is you went off and lived your life. You guys yeah. met outside of Hollywood. You live outside of Hollywood very much. You guys are in Denver. You're in Indiana. Um, so you live this very private life, even with a very public figure. And I think that's important. Yep. He actually, um, decided not to move to LA and to do that whole thing because of something that you said to him. I don't even know if you remember saying this, he talks about it all the time, but when he was the bachelor, you pulled him aside and you were like, make sure that this experience enhances your life and doesn't change your life. And I think he's done a really good job of that and pursued these things outside of the bachelor and then has really used the platform to enhance his life. And, you know, he's still involved, obviously is almost famous and he is such a beloved figure, but I mean, all thanks to you that we're able to live the life that we have and it's so wonderful and beautiful. And it, it is so I mean, I keep using this word, but it is so pure because we don't have all these outside influences and we're not playing the keeping up with the Joneses game. Um, And we're able to really just have like our little bubble, which is so nice. Yeah. I saw this, uh, this very kind of vulnerable guy um, Mm -hmm. in Ben as he came off the show and, and these people that watch the show viewers. And I understand you're like, Oh, he signed up for this. It's like, they know what they're getting into. They don't. There's no way you understand you're being shot out of a cannon without a net and you're going a thousand miles an hour. And it is so new, um, the love and adoration that you get, especially when you're someone like Ben. And so I I just saw this world eating him alive. And if he came to Hollywood, it just, he's not that guy. And so I, I was hoping he would take that advice and go elsewhere and live his life. And he did superbly as, as you would expect him to do. And I just, I'm so happy for you guys. And I appreciate you coming on and giving a little insight, not only into Ben, but your life and what it's been like. And I love you guys to death and really appreciate it. Well, we love you. We're really grateful for you and we, we wouldn't be where we are without you. So thank you for inviting me. Jessica, I, I thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Of course. Okay. Talk to you soon. It is impossible not to love and adore Jessica and Ben. And my thanks to her for coming on, Jessica Clark, an amazing woman, and Ivana Firestone, uh, Andrew's wife as well. I appreciate their honesty and insight and just both of them, very good friends of ours as well. And I always appreciate their love and friendship and support. And yours as well. Truly love doing this show, talking to you guys each and every week, several 
fun episodes. And by the way, I want to tell you, so Lauren and I have started something new on Fridays. Every Friday, we're going to open up what we call the playbook. Uh, just a special little episode, little something extra. It might be a rant. It might be a love. It might just be a, a crazy thought or something we saw that we want to talk to you about. So look for that bonus episode every Friday uh, as well. But thank you for being with us today. I will talk to you next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.